This is Stefan with People's Mortgage, and you're now tuned into the Master of Me podcast, Real Estate Edition. Hey, it's Stefan with People's Mortgage Company, Smart Branch Tucson, and welcome to the Master of Me podcast, episode eight. If you don't know me already, I'm the marketing coordinator for Tucson, and I'm really excited to share this project with you guys each week because naturally, in my line of work, I get the privilege to talk to real estate professionals on an everyday basis. On the other hand, with the Master of Me podcast, I get to share the in-depth conversational style interviews that I do with you. Is that not only important for buyers to learn more about their agent another way, but there's a lot of keys in their success that I get to share firsthand with you. With that being said, I'm sitting across from super agent Tyler Ford with EXP Realty. Tyler, tell them who you are. And what you do. My name is uh, Tyler Ford. I've been real estate for, she's going on 25, 30 years. I got my license right out of college. Uh, my primary focus is on the investment side. I love working with, with investors. I bought my for, first foreclosure right out of college, and that's what got started me in real estate. Uh, we do a lot of buying and selling, fix and flipping, and uh, we just opened up an executive office suite uh, on 1610 North Cove for EXP Realty. Uh, for looking for quality agents, high integrity, and we're super excited as uh, what's going on over here. And uh, that, that's, that's me. That's the, the, the short version of me. I'm super pumped, Tyler. I'm looking at your office here. I walk through the office. Everything smells like the brand new home. So that experience of walking in the door, seeing the brand new tile, the brand new carpet, the fresh paint on the walls. Um, the layout is is super cool, the way it's structured here. So um, talk to me a little bit about what your goal is with this new facility here. Well, the goal is, I've known about EXP for she's year, year and a half, and uh, I, I knew I was gonna come over to EXP, but the big objection for me, it's a cloud brokerage. Mm-hmm. and. I don't want to work out of my house. I've done that. I think working out of the homes totally overrated, mm-hmm. and I just wanted a place to go. And I was going back and forth with Jeff Hannon for over a year, mm-hmm. and I kept telling him, "Hey, man, I gotta have office space." <laughs> and so he and I went back and forth in terms of the space that we're in right, right now at 1610 North Kolb. Right. And uh, once we solved the office space, but I, I had it in my head. I had this vision that right. if we could pr- create an executive suite for agents. Mm-hmm that more people would come to EXP based on the model once they understood it. So that was the primary goal to just have an executive office suite mm-hmm. where agents could come to EXP and have an office and a place to collaborate and a place to bring clients to rather than taking them to Starbucks. Right, right. So that's one of the things that you could look at as a deterrent with EXP is because it is cloud-based, right. um, you know, you work out of your house or you work where you work. You know, mm-hmm. the benefits of that is, you know, not paying, you know, super fees like you would at some other places. On the other hand, the the feeling of still being able to bring, um, you know, having buyer consultations, um, bringing people to your facility and, uh, you know, sitting them down, in a nice environment and talking about the biggest purchase of their life or the concept of um, having your own space, you know, being isolated, being away from the house. So both sides seem to be great and be doing good um, to each his own on that. On the other hand, looking at this facility looks like it is going to line right up with your vision on A, being able to bring in all the agents that you want underneath you, but also providing the space for the people that 
need an office to to work out of. So that's super huge, and I'm really impressed on on um, you being able to put that together and being the first in Tucson for EXP to set up a brokerage this way. You know, that's super huge. Talk to me a little bit about EXP and why Tyler Ford is now putting together this vision of his. Well, EXP, so again, I've known about it for over a year, and once I knew about it, I just knew that it was a home run, but timing just wasn't the right time, and it, and it had a lot to do with prepaying for the space that I was already in. Right. And also, knowing that I wanted to be able to have an office. Right. And so once we solved that problem, uh, but going back a year prior, uh -huh. knowing what EX was, EXP was going to do, EXPI, it's a publicly traded, traded company. Right. And so I ended up buying the stock okay. at like $2.50. Oh, you lucky dog. <laughs> exactly. And I, just because I knew I couldn't come over at the time, but I still wanted to take advantage right. of what I knew the potential of it you know would be right and you know since then the stock is now anywhere from 12 to 17 dollars so that was Goodness. a good call on my part so <laughs> but the beauty of it is it was killing me to be where i was at previous because every time you do a deal with exp you can take five percent of your gross commission uh -huh. and buy the stock at a 20 percent discount oh, to market interesting and so now I'm much more motivated to do more deals. Not that I was already not mo right. not motivated, but again, every time I do a deal, I can take 5% of my GCI gross commission and buy the stock at a 20% discount. That's amazing. What better way than to invest your money into yourself and into the company you love and care for? Exactly. That is amazing. Tyler, tell me a little bit about if someone was coming to talk to you about maybe signing up underneath you, what, what would Tyler be looking for as far as uh, an ideal agent to be in your brokerage? So ideal agents to us. So this, this space right here, and we're putting together kind of our missions and values and really what this mm -hmm. space is all about. Mm -hmm. And what we see this space about is, although there's revenue share and you do get, um, you do get revenue share based on building a team and organization mm -hmm. beneath you, but we're not per se necessarily like a, like a traditional team in real estate. Right, right. And so this office space is designed to allow people to utilize the EXP model so right. they can benefit as a result of the model. Right. So they can act as their own independent agent. Right. They can come here as long as they're on our team, meaning right. me or anybody that in this space, right. they can go enroll or sign up an EXP underneath them. Right. They have the ability to use the space. They can either get an office if they're still available. Right. There's 14 offices. Right. I think we've now, we, we, I think there's eight or nine left. Oh, so they're actually going <laughs> fast. And then we have, uh, and and, and you can you can kind of tell people we've got uh, some natural we we call it town hall right to where people can come if they don't want to pay for an office right for fifty dollars they have twenty four seven access right and so there's common area place where they can come in they can work there's a conference room with a computer that we're sitting in right now right, right. there's two bathrooms kitchen copy machine so there's all the uh, there's all the benefits of any traditional brokerage right. where people can come in and out and have a place to bring clients to that don't necessarily want to have an office, but mm -hmm. they still want to uh, provide that level of professionalism where they can bring a client and meet with them. I'm so interested in uh, picking your brain for a quick second on, um, you know, how it is that, that you got into real estate because 
Tyler, I know you've also done some lending. So talk to me a little bit about the path on what you've seen on the way up to this being a closer to the end result of, of what it led to. Okay, so yeah, I spent, geez, I had, at one point, I had probably the second largest lending team in Tucson. Goodness. Where we did over, at the height of the market, we did over 500 transactions in a year. Oh my goodness. But I was with, I mean, a little, I was with Charter Funding, okay. which turned to First Magnus. Okay. And they're the, they were the, we were the largest privately held mortgage company in the country okay. prior to the meltdown. Right. And then Long Realty teamed up with First Magnus to create Long Mortgage. Right. And I, they brought myself and Doug Olson over as kind of the guinea pig for home services because mm. Long's a publicly tra traded company through home services. Right, so we were right. that guinea pig and we were the number one lending team in all of home services Goodness. at the Tankerverde office at Long Mortgage. So, I mean, I've seen both sides. You know, we were averaging anywhere between 30 and 50 transactions a month at mm. the height of the market. Wow. And so I've sat behind the desk. I, you know, I know what it's like to work with the agents. Right. Uh, I, I know what I expect in terms of my level of service based right. on what we provided. Right. Uh, so I've seen both sides of it. But the transition, when the market melted down, you know, I showed up to work at First Magnus and the doors were locked. Huh. And uh, at that time, you know, th things were crazy. And right. it, was, uh, it was August of 2007. Hmm. The market was just falling apart. And then I went over to Sun Street Mortgage for okay. about a year okay. and did, did, did a fair amount of deals over there okay. and then just decided that, you know, I was done sitting behind the desk, that I wanted more freedom and flexibility right. and got back more on the investment side of things with my age, with my license right. to where we were buying and selling, fixing, and flipping. And right. I kept quite a few properties as rentals, you know, buying them right you know, between like 2010, 2012. Right. And then I got just in the last couple of years, I've got more involved on the traditional real estate side of things, yeah. working with buyers and sellers. Right. It seems to me like there's a lot of uh, agents that are interested in the fixing and flipping side of it. Mm -hmm. You know, those are a lot of conversations that I have. Like I said, I, I speak to agents all the time and uh, one of their goals are to get into the fixing and flipping. So the awesome part about having Tyler Ford, it seems like is, is being super knowledgeable on, on that, doing it so early on, you know, and having you as a resource if they were to join under your team you know, or under your umbrella, you would call it with the XP. Right. So um, with that, you know, um, you know, what is, what is some of the things that, that you look for in a lender coming from, you know, uh, a previous lender, right. you know, so I have, um, you know, lenders in my office, if they were listening to this, you know, what would Tyler Ford, you know, what would your expectations be? What are some of the things that you really pay attention to when, when working with a lender? Well, th th there's a couple things. One is effective communication in terms of my pet peeve in the mortgage business, and we created a product that actually Long Mortgage ended up buying from mm. us. It was I on my loan. Okay. So when we got super busy, I was spending all day just giving updates, status updates. Right. And so if an agent's calling me to get an update, mm -hmm. I felt as though I wasn't doing my job. Right. But I get it. You're trying to originate loans. Right. And then you're trying to do status updates right. and there's just not enough hours in the day to do it. Right. So we had an automated system that any time the status of a loan changed, uh, 
agents, both buying and selling a title company, as soon as the status changed, a notification would be pushed out. And there's a lot of lenders now that have that automation built in. Right. And so it's as a, as a realtor, it shouldn't be my job to have to call the loan officer to get an update. Right. I mean, that that's number one. Right. And number two is not being afraid to rip the Band-Aid off. Mm -hmm. There's nothing worse than a loan officer that sits behind the desk when they know there's something going sideways on mm -hmm. a loan and they don't real-time communicate it to the agents. Right. I mean, they have a fiduciary responsibility and obligation mm -hmm. the minute that they know something. And I know they're trying to solve issues behind the scene. I get it. I know they're trying to work with underwriters, but a lot of times, there's situations that can't be solved. Mm. And the longer you wait, the more stressful it, that it, that it, the more stress it can create for both agents and buyers and sellers for that matter. So I, for me, if there's bad news, just tell me, I right. can deal with it. Right. And, and I'll go into, you know, not pointing fingers, but hey, how do we solve this? Right. Go into solution mode, because then it gives us more time to try to keep the deal Right. together and While figure out it. exactly so right. but there's i mean i can't tell you how many loan officers that i've worked with now that i'm an agent that and i know when they know there's something right. not right you and can i can feel it. i can feel it and you know it, it just if there's something not right you need to just communicate it get it out there and just get it done with Right. I like that. I like the fact that uh, communication is super heavy on your part. And honestly, it's the, the concept of just being genuine with a person while you're dealing with them. So, right. you know, if you were walking in to do business with me, um, I would definitely, you know, set that tone right away that communication is key. So if anything looks funky, the way I would look at it is that you are a two-headed dragon together. Right. You know, our both, both of our end result is to get these people in a house. You know, so therefore, um, you know, communicating with you, you might have, you know, answers or find a way, you know, to get to this solution together opposed to hiding that stuff back. So I'm glad that that's uh, important to you. Um, what was one of the things that, that you absolutely loved about lending? Oh, you know, I loved with lending. It's there's with real estate, you're, you know, doing fewer deals. I like just, I mean, I was a volume guy right. i mean to me it wasn't about like the net profit per deal right. it was just about i i just love doing doing loans i loved originating loans mm -hmm. i loved uh i loved uh i i like working with agents right good ones right uh but you know we did a lot of a lot of volume a lot of business and to me it was uh there was never a dull day and it was just about filling that that pipeline right. to where we could consistently be doing, you know, lots of transactions on a monthly basis. But it was just for me, I, you know, I miss the people. I right. miss the interaction of just the volume. There's far more volume on the mortgage side right. than there is on the real estate side, even though, you know, when you're doing a deal on the real estate side, it does. People don't realize how much work is done behind the scenes that right. realtors actually do. Right. Uh, so it's 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 a lot more time consuming, but things have changed. I mean, mortgages. When I was in the business, it was a lot easier to get a loan done, right. and so the process was a whole lot easier. To where it's, you know, now loan officers are having to do a lot more work. So, right. what are, um, you know, at that time? So you said, like you said, 2007 and before. Mm -hmm. um, what were some of the things that that Tyler Ford did for you know his marketing? Because nowadays, you know. 
we could we could definitely say that things are uh, you know have changed on how it is that you bring in in buyers. So what are some of the techniques or some of the things that you did to see that kind of value? Well, I had some really good marketing tools, and so I did a couple different things. And you know, within six months over at Charter, going from not knowing anything to I was like one of the top loan officers, right. but uh, we, I had a, it was called step-by-step -step guide to buying a home okay. where I actually wrote it, copyrighted, had it professionally done. And this is like pre-internet right. to where you couldn't just type this stuff right, in. Right. And so I would co-brand it with agents okay. and then I would let agents, they would use it in their listing or buyer's package. Right. And so it was co-branded with me and the agent, but it was a really nice professional piece right. that I mean, I just, uh, we had tons of them printed and agents would come in and just get them by the boxes. Awesome. Uh, so that worked really well. The other thing I did as a loan officer is uh, I would get a list of all the, the newly licensed realtors. Okay. And then I would just, I, I, had, a, I had a series of uh, direct marketing campaigns that happened. I mean, it happened over probably a, three month period okay. where I would just drip on them, drip on them, drip right. on them. I, they would get cookies for me. Right. They would get, I would send them a stick of dynamite that oh. said, Hey, if you don't pick me, this thing, it'll explode. <laughs> and it was amazing. I mean, cause as a loan officer, you really only need about maybe 15 producing. Right. I mean, you don't need a whole lot. So right. it was amazing. I, I mean, I, I got a lot of really good agents that were newly licensed that actually ended up being rock stars right. out of that. Right, so and, being able to see that. And they didn't have a relationship with anybody yet, so it was a way for me to build that relationship early on and educate them and help them because they don't, I mean, they've never, never read a closing statement. Right, right. And so uh, that was newly licensed agents was, was how I really got my start. Right. That's good. That's amazing. So, you know, that's that's pre-crash, I guess we can say. Um, now, Tyler Ford, you know, real estate agent, um, investor, what are some of the things that you do now for your marketing? Because I know, you know, your website's awesome and mm -hmm. you're into the technical side of things. So there was a big transition in there. Um, tell me a little bit about, you know, how it is that you're getting business now well a lot of it i love i love the internet side organic right. seo right. social media right. all that kind of stuff uh it's a moving target right, right. <laughs> it's always changing right but uh you know i do a lot of just you know organic seo blogging mm -hmm. on tucson homes and lots awesome. i generate a lot of just organic leads that go over to my conversion website which right. is an idx right which is another benefit of exp right. Uh, you get conversion for free, right? Uh, which is anywhere from it's conversion. If you're paying for it, you're talking about 500 bucks a month. Yep, so anyway, I do a lot of content that ranks organically and or I post on social media. People go read and then the, the, I have banner that says, hey, search for a home in Tucson. Right. Somebody searches that then becomes a lead right. of a potential buyer. Right. So that's that's how a lot of my leads come my way. And with EXP, everybody has a conversion site right. so then we can transfer those leads to other agents within the office in order to help them out oh that's super awesome so if you're you know pulling in people you're able to share the wealth with them and transfer it here there you're also able able to do that with your lenders too right is uh you know assign it to them and, absolutely and they can work it as well exactly you know so that's neat that that you're able to do that so tyler let's say that i am a real estate agent i'm at another brokerage you have 
30 seconds of my time right now. Tell me why EXP is going to be it for me. Well, the biggest thing is you're working, it, and again, nothing against any other brokerage, right. but you're only as good as your last deal. Right. And with EXP, you're working for more than just a commission check. Right. You're part owner, and again, the stock and, and the rev share, and there's so many different things that we'd love to sit down and, and show you just a 10 minute overview. Wow. But for me, I, it's, it's, it's more than just a commission check. You have something to show for at the end of the day that no other brokerage company offers at this point. I like that. I like that. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, you know, EXP, obviously, um, you know, there's so many players moving to, to this company. And so therefore, um, you know, to see you and to see your vision on how the, you're putting your pieces to your puzzle to build, build something for you is amazing, is amazing because it's manifesting, you know, right in front of me. So, you know, even me being out there and talking to some of the people working um, on the construction and stuff that they're super excited and pumped for it too. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm ecstatic, you know, you're halfway full, you're looking for, uh, you know, seven, eight more agents. Um, ideally, if, if you could um, pick out who it is that you want to be a part of your team or in this building, um, what would you be looking for with that? Well, it's, for us, it's all about surrounding ourselves with good people. Right. I mean, you surround yourself with good people, you're going to attract other good people. Right. And for us, it's not necessarily about the money, but good people, half cappers and above that mm. have high integrity, mm. that uh, are, are here to serve others. It's it's not an, the I mentality here. It's mm. about, you know, how, how can we help? Right. Um, and we just, we want a good environment. No drama. Right. It's not an adult, it's not, not adult daycare. Right. You know, we want people that uh, just want to contribute and positive and full of energy. And uh, uh, that's what we're about over here. That's awesome. What are, what are some of the, uh, the goals that you have moving forward? Like, I see what you're doing, you're putting together, people are getting an idea now. Um, what, what's your five-year plan look like? Oh, she's you're the first person that's asked, <laughs> asked me, that's a good five-year plan is with the EXP. Well, our first goal is to get the 14 offices with good agents, okay. plus probably another, I'd say 10, 15, maybe 20, just for the common area. Right. Uh, but ideally, we're talking about maybe doing something on the northwest side of town. Okay. If, the, if we can, if this, not if, but this model is going to work. But right. if we can get the systems down right. to where it makes sense, doing something maybe on the northwest side of town. Uh, but, you know, again, for me, I, I, it's a great question. Right. I have not thought of EXP five years down the road. I've thought of it more in the sense of, you know, what are my stock options going to look like? Right. I mean, if I do what I do for the next 10 years with EXP and all I do is cap uh -huh. and I don't even recruit anybody right. and I just take the 5% at a 20% discount, mm. uh, I know what that means in terms of a dollar amount. If the stock stays at where it's at right. or even goes sideways right. at like 12 bucks a share, right. I mean, it, 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 it could be... Uh, it could be 250 to a half million dollars, oh. just as a retirement thing to fall back on to right. where you don't get that in any other company. That's so, uh, you know, recruiting is important, but uh, I'm gonna continue doing what I'm doing on the 
on the buy and sell side and right. just working with clients and doing the best that I can do with them. And I think naturally as a result of that, uh, we'll do well at this office uh, just because of the model that EXP and, and what it has to offer agents. Right, that's two big wins right there. Um, the alignment of, of what you're looking for with the people, um, surrounding yourself with that, you know, What's awesome is you get the availability to 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 make those decisions. Right, you know, right. so it's not somebody you're forced to work with. It's you know you get to, to call on the people you want around you. So if you know highly motivated, genuine, integrity people, you know those types exactly. of things are, are right up your alley. Then you know you get the option to put that together. Now being a part of a company that's on a bigger scale gives people the balance between what they look for in their their nine to five job or you know those those corporate type things you know like you said you have the availability to create that for yourself here that's amazing right and exp you know they do all the training on the other end it's a cloud brokerage right. but it's kind of cool they have exp world right and i didn't understand the value of this until i actually needed something okay. jeff hannon my sponsor wasn't around and basically you can log into exp world you're an avatar, and I again, I didn't understand the power of it until I did it. Right. You log in real time, depending on what you need. You can go to broker assistance, you can go to technology, you can go to human resource, and you have a headset on, right. and you basically walk up to the help desk and you're talking to a live person. That's amazing. And they, they literally, it was a technology issue. Right. They literally had it fixed in a second. To whereas if you were at a brokerage, you would have to sit and wait. Chances are they're meeting with somebody in an office. Mm. So you're pacing back and forth in the hall. Right, right. Being a distraction <laughs> to them. Right. And wasting your time. Goodness. So like anything that you want done is virtually real time on EXP world in terms of in the cloud as an avatar. That's amazing. Nobody else is doing stuff like that to where, um, you know, getting your questions answered without waiting for um, you know your receptionist or being put on hold or right. you know the lines of physically being there for the people that need to go there and have the conversation you know but being able to to put yourself in this world where you can get everything taken care of you just got to go out there and do it yeah so that's the beauty of it you know even though we've got an executive suite right we can all go out and be productive and do business right. if somebody wants help we're, we're here to help right and and we have a we have a certified trainer diana finney yes. with exp that right. that's gonna onboard people right. train people if they need the help right. but if you need help and nobody's around you just log into exp world and you'll get questions you'll get your answers to your questions yeah. immediately that's amazing that's yeah. amazing so you have it here and you have it there absolutely you know, so the answers to that now um tyler if you were if you could go back in time, you know, through this journey here to, to what you're building right now and, uh, you know, see Tyler Ford five years ago, look yourself in the eyes, you know, and, and you had any words you can say, what would those words be? Well, that's, I mean, if I look back, well, it was just, it was a much bigger scale, Stefan, and, and I was doing a lot of fix and flips and I was just kind of in my own little space. Right not really wanting to deal with all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. But uh, since the EXP model came my way, it, I've actually been, I'm more excited about real estate than I've ever been. Oh goodness. And so it's just opened me up to a whole level, new level of excitement. And the, and the reason for that is, is because at the end of the day, in real estate, 
you're exchanging hours for dollars. Right. And you're really only as good as your last commission check. Right. It's what you do with that money. Mm. And a lot of agents, you know, they just, they need that money to survive. Right. And so, you know, my wife and I've lived pretty conservatively and we put that money back into rentals in right. order to create uh, a residual income. Right to be able to allow us to make what I call sleep money. Right. But with the EXP model, the nice thing is, is you can create a residual income on top of the commissions that you're already creating. Mm. So at some point, you know, that, that, that monthly residual could be substantial. Right. And so that for me is the level of excitement, knowing that at some point I, I no longer have to exchange hours for dollars. Goodness. And that that's huge. Right. That, that's true leverage of time. And that's really what the EXP model has to offer for those that understand it and want to embrace it. I love looking at you so excited and enthusiastic and pumped about what you're doing right now. I feel like people in general, I could find myself falling in places to where you're just living and you're no longer you know, building towards this big goal or vision. So, you know, being able to have that opportunity to be, you know, super pumped and excited right, right. about what's coming, you know, is an amazing feeling. Oh, absolutely. And the thing is, I mean, we're do in real estate. I mean, you're talking to buyers and sellers. Right. Uh, I mean, you're buying, you're, you're, you're working with clients. So it's not like we're, we're really doing anything different. Right. We're just continuing to do what we do. Right. Um, and as a result, we're able to leverage the EXP model and we're going to attract the right agents as a result of it. You know, not all agents are going to get it and that's all right. Uh, but I mean, if you really understand what they have to offer, it's a hard one not to pass up. What are some of the keys that, that, that you would give, you know, maybe if you had the opportunity to share um, what you do as far as your, your buyers and sellers on the relationship side. You know, talk to me more about the, the business aspect on, on how you conduct that. Number one, developing a relationship. Right. It's all about trust, doing what's right, right. for the client, uh, getting to know them, really understanding their needs. Again, it's not about me, it's about them. Mm -hmm. So all those things, it just getting really getting to know somebody and working on their behalf. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, because at the end of the day, they're not buying EXP, they're buying you. Right. And same in the mortgage business. Right. Uh, although there's a lot of good companies out there, at the end of the day, clients are buying into you. Right. And not the company. Right. So that's important. No, that's super huge. That like, it made me feel a certain way that way because it's it's the biggest thing. It doesn't matter where you're at yep. or what you're doing. It's it's just you and what you bring to the table. Exactly. So establishing that relationship. And, um, you know, like some of the things you said before with, you know, with, with honesty and integrity and, right. you know, just going about your business that way is, is seems to me like those, those are the, the ways to be a good real estate agent. Yeah, because you can't at the end of the day, like a you can't force somebody to buy a house. Right. It's not. I mean, it's, it's a process. Right. And and so during that process, if people feel that you're more concerned about them and helping them and it's not about the paycheck right. the paycheck will come and so it to me i'm never pushing somebody to do anything mm. you're just pointing them in the right 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 direction mm -hmm. or if there's a question they have pointing them to the right place either you answered if you don't know the answer you know you let them know right. you get it or point them in the right place to get that mm. and they appreciate that so it's not pretending to know everything right and uh you know it, it just it comes over time yeah yeah no it uh that that seems very helpful i guess if uh 
you know, like some of the New Orleans agents that listen to this and, um, you know, other people in general sometimes just need to be reminded right. um, because I feel like as a buyer you would, you would feel like um, somebody was pushing you in a direction and that might ruin the whole process for me just because I want to make the decision myself, right. you know, on what it is. So it seems like guiding and just pointing and just being genuine is is the route to still getting to that goal. Yeah, and on the financial side, I'm always one to, I'm a big Dave Ramsey fan. Right, right. And like when I sat as a loan officer, I can't tell you how many agents would come into my office mm. and try to push somebody in a house mm. that was more home than what they could qualify. Right. At the point, they could qualify. Right. But was it the right thing for them? Mm. And so I, th I feel we have an obligation to do what's right for people. And I can't tell you how many times I've actually worked with people to help them make the right financial decision. Because at the end of the day, home ownership can be a burden if done incorrectly. Right. And so, you know, they need to have their finances in line. Mm. Their debt to income ratios need, in my opinion, to be on the conservative side. Right. So at the end of the day, after they've paid their mortgage, utilities, groceries, and everything, if they've got like zero money left, mm. that's not life, mm. and that's not fun. Right. You know, you don't want your house to own you. Right. So I'm I'm a big fan of, you know, people are ready to buy a house when they can afford a 15-year mortgage and still have some money left over. Right. So, and people appreciate that. Right. And so those are the clients that I want to work with, the ones that value, you know, good, honest, right. good opinions and, and, and helping them that, you know, hey, if you're not ready now, it doesn't mean you can't be ready. And let's get you ready to where you can actually enjoy that house. Right. No, I seem, honestly, I think that uh, you spoke to me on that because when I bought my house, I feel like I was just so spread thin on life for like yep. two years until I can get to a place to where... Um, I leverage myself and my income or structure myself a little better so that way I had more more leeway money right. opposed to, um, yes, buying a house that I consider my dream house, but at the same time being a slave to that right. to that house. You know, I felt like I never wanted to leave it because I'm paying so much for it. Well, know? it's stressful. <laughs> Financial stress is the worst. Right. And again, I mean, if, ever, if, if, if you can't afford it and it's causing stress and, you're, and it's going to keep you up at night, it's just not worth doing it. Right. Right, and that could be a deterrent for somebody even buying a house, just getting right. that feeling early on. So, well, like the, you said, yeah. And that goes back to the loan officer. Mm -hmm. You know, I like working with loan officers that are also, we're, we're in line with that message mm -hmm. to where we're doing the right thing and really helping people make that decision to right. where they feel good about what they're going to do. And at the same time, they have a life after the fact of buying the house right. to where they've got money left over. They can continue to save, continue to plan for retirement, and they're not living paycheck to paycheck. Right. And that's huge, too, because, I mean, part of it, too, is making sure that you're going to put somebody in a house and they're going to live in it. You know, it's not going to be two years before it goes upside down or something like exactly. that. So, you know, it, that short commission check, you know, is also short minded thinking is is that is that really the best thing to do for this person so for me it would feel like you know having that cons consultation on the loan officer side of things would be making sure that it's explained you know that based off of the income and what you make you right. know you're going to be spread pretty thin here so i would look at some options so even sending out that pre-qualification to you you know would be comfortable right. knowing that this is what is truly what's best for them right or you know maybe 
another six months saving an extra so you can put 20% down, right. void mortgage insurance. Right. You know, things get a lot less expensive. So, you know, and you know, Loan officers might argue that rates are going to go up right. and, uh, you know, I just, I, so for me, it's about doing the right thing, right. even if they have to wait just a little bit longer right. to get maybe a little bit extra money in order to get that down payment to where they can do 20% or put it, put a little bit more down to where they can afford a 15 years, you know, mm. things like that. So it, it, uh, that's, don't get me going on that because I, <laughs> I could talk about that one all day long. No, it's just. I, uh, you know, there's nothing better than knowing you're helping people do the right thing and they appreciate it. Right, right. That's super it. And I feel like a lot of people are just really short term thinking on turning right. those, those things into deals. There. Exactly. So, you know, if they th there's enough fish out there in the sea and, and not everything needs to be taken. if right. It's not marinated. Enough. And you can incubate them right. and just work with them and right. counsel them and help right. them. And they're much more appreciative. They just right. are. And they respect it at the end of the day. Right. It just, it, a picture came to my mind when I said the fish in the sea right now. It's like catching a little small fish. Right. When you leave it out there, let it marinate, it's going to be something good later. Exactly. That's exactly. Yeah, that's huge. So I would just encourage people, you know, that are buying the house, you know, uh, financially just do the right thing. Right. And if it is something that's going to stress you out and you know it's going to be tight, I would say either buy a less expensive house or wait a little bit, save more money and put more money down. Right. I like that. I like that um, your alignment with that and seeing that is, is, is important too because everybody else are looking at commission checks potentially. You know, right, you're right. looking at 3% on the highest deal possible and that could be enticing in itself. But knowing that the person that you're communicating to is, is uh, viewing it the same way that you are. Right. That's huge. Because referrals are so important and you'll get far more referrals that way. And that's really, that's... That's the lifeblood of anybody's business. That's it. Would you say that that's like the, just like you said, the lifeblood of anybody's business, um, you know, the key? Because now we're looking at all these social media tools and, and uh, you know, platforms that you could, you know, generate leads and business that way. On the other hand, um, speaking to somebody who's seasoned on both the lending and the real estate side, um, what, what's the biggest thing for you? Would it be referrals? Is it just keeping that going on, on creating longevity in a career? Well, it's, it's a combination of both. I mean, you need, you need new business and you need to do a good job in order to get the referrals. So, I mean, it's a combination of both. For a newest person that doesn't maybe have that, mm -hmm. I mean, you gotta figure out a way to get the deals and then do a good job and then get the referrals. So, I would say there's no wrong or right. I think social media, even though it's a good thing, it's made things a lot more difficult. Right. It just has like picking up and talking to somebody, picking right. up the phone. Well, and I don't that that's what I like. I mean, uh, it's just, you know, they let their fingers do the walking, mm -hmm. especially, I mean, on the lending side. Right. I think it's gotten a lot more difficult because they can go out and Google rates. They right. can go out and Google fees. Right. Uh, so I, I think it's I think it's made things more difficult. And that's why it's so important to meet with people. Right. Build that relationship right. and take take the relationship off online to offline right. as quick as you can right that's huge that's yes. huge because i feel like sometimes even capturing um you know potential buyers online right um it's it's even hard to communicate with them because you know nobody picks up their phone nobody answers an email and it's like going back to where you found them so if they're found on facebook and now 
contacting them through Facebook because that's the only way that they're communicating. Right. You know, so that that's definitely challenging when you're trying to to set something up that might work there. But you, like you said, right now online to offline as quick as possible you got to figure that out if you can figure that out and a lot of people are telling you no because they don't trust you right they don't know you and and they're going to give you all those objections and 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 if you can figure out how to take them online offline sit down with them develop develop the relationship that is key that is key in a, in, a, in a tough market where social media and things are happening so quickly and they can be off talking to somebody else right and that that's huge and i feel like some loan officers and, and i have these conversations too feel like uh when they're coming from online you know sometimes it's it's a little bit more of a guessing game on right. where they're at so so if you're even if you pull off 150 leads and the, the key would be to bring them all in. On the other hand, are you are you spending your time um, the you know the most efficient when bringing people in that aren't ready? So trying to create a conversation up front to really find out where they're at, bringing them in um, there. So it seems like um, that could be a challenging concept too, uh, seeing that there's a lot more volume right. of leads that you're getting from some of these new things like, you know, like the Facebook marketing and stuff. Yeah, like I that. agree. I think you let the tools and the systems do the heavy lifting. Mm -hmm. And once they raise their hand and say, you know, I'm interested right. at that point. So right. I, I agree. You don't want to get bogged down because it can be somewhat overwhelming right. with all the leads. But once they raise their hand, you want to try to take them online to offline as quick as possible right. without bugging people. I mean, if you're trying to convert somebody and they're not ready to be converted, mm -hmm. you're actually going to chase them the other way. Right. So like with conversion, we just let the system do the heavy lifting. Uh -huh. When they raise their hand at that point is when we start to, to develop the relationship. Right. So conversion has, um, you know, the, the emailing option, they have the texting text strip. Right. So you can create conversations that way. And sometimes I've seen those taxes go a long way too, is just, you know, asking the right questions, yep. getting the responses, and then you know, you know, who's hot or not. Well, it's amazing with conversion, how the emails and the texts, how effective they are in getting people to respond. Mm. And then at that point, you know, it's, you got to develop the trust. It's a process. It right. doesn't happen overnight. And if you try to speed that process up too fast is when you, they opt out and you chase them the other way. Mm. So there's a fine line. It's a balancing act, but you, you know, when somebody's ready and at right. that point you need to be ready when they're ready and bring them in, meet with them and, and develop the relationship. No, I like that. I liked it. Um, you know, conversions able to connect to your website and to social media. So that way. When those things come in, you're able to capture and, and having them part of your database and now putting them in your sphere, you're able to touch them a certain way so that way exactly. you, can, uh, you can create that. And they have access to the entire MLS, so we see what they're searching for. Right. So we see all the properties, right. how active they are, whether they saved a property. We get to see all that. So we get the behind the scenes of exactly what they're doing on our website. Right, sometimes I gotta take my mind out of where it's going because you see their profiles too. Sometimes it'll pull like a picture from Facebook or something yeah. like that and you're like, all right, this person, uh, you know, with tattoos underneath the eye, looking at a million five houses, you know, and it's like, okay, I don't know their story. I gotta, I gotta take a step back here and, uh, you know, just take every, um, every approach the same way. Exactly. And just again, <laughs> let the system do the heavy lifting. And right. when they're ready and they want to sit down or have a conversation over the phone, 
uh, we know. So it, it's it's a it's a nice tool, and it it's free with with EXP, which is nice. Right, that's heavy. That's a the five six hundred dollar burden off of your back that you're getting, you know, just for being a part of the company. Exactly. That's heavy. What is something that that uh you know that was out of the ordinary? So you've done a lot of investments, you know, flipping. Um, you show buyers houses. What's one of the strangest things that's happened to you while out on the field? Oh, I can, I, I mean, I, there's a lot of stories. I, some, I don't know that I want to tell just because I've had some really interesting stories on the investment fix and flip okay. side in terms of some people that I've had to no deal addresses. with. No addresses, no addresses. Yeah, those are, oh, uh, I'm uh, trying to think of a good one. Well, I can tell you on the investment side, you know, a lot of people call because they want, they're motivated sellers and they want, they want a quick sale and a mm-hmm. cash offer, which right. we do. Well, I made this one. This one, it was a it was a probate. We do, we mail out to probate list. And right. This woman called me. She just inherited a home that her her, her parents passed away, okay. and she wanted two fifty for the house. Okay. And I was like, I'll pay you two fifty all day long. Okay. And like we were ready to go. And that night I just didn't sleep well. Okay. And I woke up the next morning and I called her. We, we developed a really good relationship over a period of time. And I just said, I'm not feeling good about this. I'm confident that if I put your house in the MLS at 290, it'll be gone in 30 days. Right. She's like, we just want our money. We want to be done. I'm right. like, well, just do me a favor. Let me list it for 90 days. Okay. If it doesn't sell at 290, I'll pay you the 250. We're done. No, no harm, no foul. You've already paid that month's mortgage. Right. You're not at anything. Right. And I, I literally had to talk her into this. Okay. And they, they were from California. Mm. They just didn't want to deal with it. So long and short of it, I convinced her to let me list the house. Within five days, we had a 290 offer and I had her house sold. And so rather than me, and I could have sold it free, I would have made a lot more money if I would have bought it for 250. Right. Right. And so I did the right thing, listed her house as, as an agent, you know, got paid a commission. Right. And she, I mean, she was so happy. And uh, I mean, to this day, they, they own, they're from uh, Napa, California. They have a bed and breakfast. Mm. They've given us, you know, anytime we want to stay at their bed and breakfast. Oh, awesome. So anyway, that was a feel good. Right. That, that seems like, gosh, you, you know, you're rolling the dice there, but you truly being a genuine person. Um, you know, took that route over a $40,000 commission check that you could have easily gotten, you know, but at the same time you wanted to do what's right. And, uh, yeah, so I made, I made a $9,000 commission compared to probably maybe 25, 30 Mm -hmm. grand on the wholesale side. Right. But again, it just felt like in this case, I don't know why it just felt like the right thing to do. That's good. You know, that's super good because you could be a person that definitely looks at like the other side of that and looking at the loss that way. Right. Right. So that's, that's huge. That's impressive. That was, that was a, and I've got some weird ones that I'm not going to go into some, (laughs) some, some that are. That are right. good. They're good stories, and then <laughs> offline, I'd love to have the conversation. <laughs> but I've got one really good one that I just don't know how to share it online. When this is done, I'm gonna peek inside your mind there on, on what's so uh, got you grinning over there on the other side. <laughs> uh, it was a good. It was a good story. It's it's a good one. It was stressful, but it was it was a it's a crazy story. Right. Talk to me a little bit about some of maybe your your values and your morals and. You know, how do you stay so optimistic? You know, just listening to you on, on the other side here, 
I'm hearing that you know you're you're playing the right cards in a lot of areas. So, what are some of the things that you focus on within your own your personal life that affect your professional life in a positive way? Well, one of my biggest drivers, and it's one reason why I'm doing XP, is right. time freedom is key to me. Right. I mean, you just can't get back your time. Right. So I love to cycle. I'm huge in the cycling community. Awesome. Love to ride my bike. Awesome. You know, but those are things that take time. Right. And uh, so the decisions that I make are based on uh, creating residual income, mm -hmm. multiple streams of income mm. that allow me the time and flexibility to go do the things that I like to do. Okay. So my wife and I are way into outdoors things. We love to hike, run, triathlon, cycling. We love to wow. spend time in the mountains in the summer. So EXP and, 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 uh, and real estate for that matter gives me the time freedom if done properly to be able to go do those things right and so way into health and nutrition okay. i mean that's way up on the top of the list uh and just doing what's right for people i like that and what? then and then huge you know you know, we like to surround our faith with or our surround ourselves with you know faith-driven people where yeah. we go to pantano christian okay. and it's weird we just i uh, just uh, I like attracting that type of person. Right. I like that. That's super heavy. It seems like there's so many sides to this, uh, you know, to this square that we're trying to fit in, which is our, you know, peace of mind or whatever it is that we're looking for in life. You know, there's all these other factors, like you said, with your health, um, your spiritual side, and, and just balancing those things right. out. So you got to have energy. You got to right. be healthy and you got to have energy to go do things. Right. So a lot of people, in my opinion, they don't put their health a priority. Right. And I mean, you got to take care of you. And that's eating right, getting good sleep, exercising. And if you do, the amount of energy that you have to go do what you want to do, I mean, you got to have that energy. Plus, you're going to attract more people. Uh, so that's big on my list. It's just, it's, it's, it's a big part of who I am and, and how my wife and I live life. No, that's huge. That is huge. And I'm glad that, that we got to touch on that because that's, a, that's an important factor for it all the pieces to your puzzle and how you're able to be you. Right. You know. Well, there's a, I read a really good book recently. It's called the pumpkin plan. Okay. And I would recommend it, but basically, uh, I'll ask you a question. Go so if you're going to build a world record pumpkin and, the, and we're talking Guinness book, a world record pumpkin, how would you do it? To build one, not build one. I should say grow one. Okay. Sorry. If I'm going to grow a world Guinness record, book. Guinness, so that means it's got to be the best, the top of the top. We're probably going to be recorded in the process. <laughs> but if I were to put together, if I'm growing the pumpkin, for me, it's nurturing that pumpkin from, from seed to growth every single day with everything that it needs. So if I were to look at that pumpkin as being my body, it would be the same set on, on the things that I need in order to get to where I need to be. So if I need to be the biggest and the best, then it would be, um, you know, the right water, or, you know, water intake, the right foods, the right um, spiritual side of it, all the pieces to the puzzle to get me there. Cause I feel like, you know, one, one misstep in that direction, it would throw me off and I wouldn't be the biggest and the best pumpkin. Therefore, if, if I were to do things a certain way and stick to it, I would get to that place. So you got it, and I think you even got it, okay. not saying it. Got you it. said one pumpkin, right? Okay, yeah. That's the key. Right. So, so many people, like, it's it, it, the book's worth reading. Right. And there's a couple things in the book, but the, the biggest analogy is a lot of people 
as number one, you got to pick the right seed. Okay. We got the right seed with the XP. Right. Number two, as the vine's growing, you're plucking everything off to just have one mm. pumpkin. So you're focusing in on just solely one thing. And it's been my detriment is I try to do too many things. So at the end of the day, end of the month, end of the year, I've done a bunch of things mediocre. Mm. And so you gotta focus in on one thing and then you gotta have non-negotiables. Right. And so that's been another big thing for right. me. And you just have to have non-negotiables that you're no longer gonna tolerate certain things right. and you just don't let them into your life. And so like saying no to people that, mm. that could be a detrimental to your business is not a bad thing because it'll 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 bring you a lot a lot more and you're still focusing on that one pumpkin. But anyway, if you want to read a really good book, it's called The Pumpkin Plan. The and Pumpkin it's Plan. Plan. Yep, it is it, it's it's a game changer. That's huge cuz it seems like they've just used that concept but the you know the analogy behind it is are those key things which are are huge like you said plucking off all that and you could look at um, that as being your sphere and and people in there so if you got people that are right um going to pull you away from getting to your goal then you know making sure that you're nipping that it has a lot to, and uh -huh. you could you could apply it you know because they say jim Rohn, you know you, the people the five people that you surround yourself with or who you're going to become right. so you know that sometimes you need to pluck some people off the vine as mm. well that might be preventing you from getting to where you want to go that is huge. but it's a great read i do a lot of audible like mm -hmm. in the morning when i'm working out yeah. uh i mean i don't mind reading but it's just it's time consuming right. so what i'll do is i'll just download a really good book and right. i'll listen you know i'll get I'll, in a couple mornings i'll knock out uh either a podcast right like what we're doing right exactly. now i listen to a ton of podcasts or listen to a really good book on audible it's a great way to get your exercise in and you get your personal development in all in one go. Right, so then that would be important to you too is making sure that you're feeding your mind the right information to get you to, to that next place. Absolutely. What are some of the uh, some of the podcasts that you listen to? Um, I know that you mentioned one earlier, um, but you know maybe top three or something like that that you really dial well, in and pay attention to. You know, I listen to a lot of investment okay. type podcasts. Okay. There's a lot of really good there's a lot of bad ones out there. Right. And, you know, I think, you know, that a lot of these TV shows, the fix and flips, yeah. although you can get good ideas, I think they're doing, I think they're doing the general public a disservice. Right. They're probably well, guiding them that it's that easy. Well, they, you know. yeah, you think it's that easy. You think you can buy it for whatever, spend whatever and sell it for whatever. Right. It just doesn't work that way. Right. And so people like even that call me that are investors, they just have a false sense of reality. Hmm. And so that, that to me is a little frustrating, but I list, there's a lot of really good investors across the U S that actually do good business and provide good value. There's a, there's a guy that I like, uh, Trevor, he, he, he's, he's got a, thing called the carrot cast okay um there's wholesaling inc that's another those guys are good guys right. out of out of uh, utah that all they do is wholesale right. uh i listen to a lot of health related stuff right. a lot of uh i don't know i i'm just kind of a, eclectic I, right. I jump all over the place right no. Ant, anthony robbins i like his podcast okay. gary vaynerchuk yeah. i'll listen to him some of his stuff right 
So right, yeah. it's hard to uh, pick and choose what you use because sometimes I mean I love Gary Vaynerchuk since early on, but then there's sometimes where I have to turn it on because then I get too yeah um, you know drive 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 with this attitude and I'll pick up even the verbiage and stuff like that. So somebody who doesn't you know communicate the same way he does, right. I can find myself and that might turn somebody off because I'm not you know that millionaire exactly. you know executive that that set it up that way for him it works. On the other hand, what you feed your mind. Yeah, and sometimes you can do too much. It's too much noise. It actually can cause right. and a little bit of anxiety yeah. because you're like, well, what's wrong with me? Yeah. So you have to put it all in perspective. Right. Uh, and so lately I've toned it down a little bit. Okay. And I, I uh, you got to be a little bit careful. So I, I right. like that you said that because yeah. it's it's so true. That's why a good audio book uh-huh. uh, on Audible right. is, uh, but yeah, you got to be a little bit careful. Lately I've cut off a lot of that noise and I'm just, got a couple people that I really like and trust that mm-hmm. give good advice that you're able to to get your feed your mind that's exactly. the way I look at it exactly doing that there that's that's important to me so um, I'm glad that that I was able to, to, to pull that stuff out of you because now I know you know how it is that that you um, keep it all put together you know and, and, and having those those sides of the spectrum you know it makes a lot of sense now and I'm glad that people were able to hear that as well too well thanks Steph. yeah absolutely so if um, people were looking to reach you what you know what would be the avenue to get a hold of Tyler for well we're putting together a team's website for okay. the office for the executive suite okay. it's it's it was up today there's still a lot of work to be done on it but they can go to exptucsonaz.com okay and so we're going to have all the agents on there it's going to have links over to their conversion site where we're located awesome. um, all that kind of good stuff so they could just, I would just say go to EXP Tucson AZ. You can find me on Facebook. Great. I also have my website, TucsonHomesAndLots.com. So any one of those those places they can go to or come check us out. Uh, 1610 North Cold. Uh, we're in the Kolb Executive Park between Speedway and Tanca Verde. It's that office that says if you office here, you'd be home right here home right now right the other thing i'm totally pumped being a big cyclist and i saw that i'm a big proponent of the loop i mean i've been riding it and now they've connected everything and it's just the amount of cyclists that go by here now since they made the last connection it's cool just to watch watch what the city of tucson has done or pima county i think is responsible for the loop but it's that's one of the reasons why we I like being that. over here i was thinking that and i was like i'm gonna wait till we get off i'm gonna mention that now yeah. it all makes sense on the other hand I, I uh i ran five miles this morning on the back side of the loop over there yeah and um you know that was something that i paid attention to is is you know the branding on it so having the loop having that so close yeah. you know i i could imagine during your day you can just have your cycle here Take oh, yeah, so we're going to leverage it. We're going <laughs> to, in the hot heat of the summer, we're going to get some uh, custom water done and we're going to hand water out <laughs> in, and, the, you back know, there, in yeah. the back there. It's just, we're going to have fun with it. We haven't quite figured out how we're going to leverage the loop, but I know there's a, there, the marketing in me is my brain's been spinning on how we can take <laughs> advantage of all these cyclists right. in our backyard. Just, uh, I know a lot of them and uh, I'm kind of excited about that as well. I know my wheels are turning and I don't want to let these things out. So I'm going to wait till we get off yeah. and uh, give those, present those to you. So that's awesome. The right. marketing side of my brain 
Oh, I, I see you sitting out there, Mr. DJ, uh-huh. doing your thing right on the loop, man. Uh, you, yeah. we'll, we'll hire you to bring them in. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know it. You know it. Ladies and gentlemen, Tyler Ford with EXP Realty. Tyler, thank you for giving me the opportunity to be here today and just getting to know you and seeing your vision. Thanks, Tyler. Real pleasure. Thanks for having me. This was fun. And uh, hopefully down the road, we'll be working together. You know it.